to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul, and uh, my co-host Justin Baker and I joining me, of course, via Skype because we are being responsible sons of bitches by not sitting in the same studio with each other. Uh, that and my wife took the other half of our studio for her home office now. So, Justin, welcome in from the digital world. Why, thanks. Thanks for having me, Mark. I'm so happy to be on this show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like every radio guest I hear on XM, right. satellite, NHL radio. It's like, oh, thanks for having me. And it's always one to say that. So I got to. Fantastic. Hey, welcome in. Hope you feel right at home. I certainly we'll see do. how Thank our you. chemistry is together. <laughs> see if we can figure this out. Um, okay, well... Since there's no NHL happening and uh, there's very little news, of course, there's a trade freeze and all that. So with that said, we decided to, you know, just continue what we have been doing really all throughout the year as, uh, you know, things have been slower. We just kind of felt like doing extra episodes in a week. We've been doing top tens and we have two teams coming up that I think a lot of people will be uh, interested in listening to our list, but uh, also two teams that have been uh, either recently or you know all time have won lots of Stanley Cups. That is the Montreal Canadiens and the Colorado Quebec Nordiques Avalanche deal. Basically, the all the Patrick was all the Patrick was all the Patrick was. <laughs> uh, so, with that said, we're going to start this episode. Montreal Canadiens. Next episode that you will. Uh, here will be the Nordiques and Avalanche. And with that said, we always start with our just missed. Also, if you have missed any of these previous top tens and you want to go back and uh, find your team, we've done almost every team at this point. Chicago, the Islanders, the Kings, Senators, Jets, Panthers, Oilers, Flyers, Leafs, Sharks, so on and so forth. We We've knocked out quite a few of these. There's aren't too many of them left. We've definitely done more than 70% of the league at this point. So uh, if you're interested, go back, listen to those. You can subscribe to the show. You'll find all those episodes available there for you. And uh, now we move to our Just Missed players. Justin, who's on your uh, your Just Missed for the Montreal Canadiens? Okay, yeah, this was this was tough. You know, I, I looked at this list, and there's just a lot of quality players. A couple uh, of good players that played for the Canadiens, eh? Yeah, they, they had a few. Had a few. Um <laughs> Uh, so the first person on my, my just missed was Bernie Jeffreyon. He, he Boom also Boom is Jeffreyon. the first person on my just missed. All right. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what can't be said about a guy whose nickname is Boom Boom? Uh, he's got to get pretty close in that aspect. Um, another person on my list, Andre Markov, just a rock solid defenseman for so many years with the Canadians. Yes. Unfortunately, no Stanley cups to his name during his tenure. And, uh, I believe also, I think it was last year, they were there were talks of him coming back from the KHL. Yeah. Ultimately, I, I think they, they just didn't want to pay him the money he wanted, or I can't remember what it third, was. But. Third all-time defensive scorer. To actually yeah. tied, tied for second with Guy Lapointe. Granted, Markov played 213 more games, but still tied. Yeah, not admirable. And uh, last on my list is a goaltender, of course, because we got to hit every... Uh, zone and that is George Hainsworth who okay yeah in, yeah in about 300 ish games put up 75 shutouts for the Canadians which if you really look at the numbers that's one almost every four games yeah that's that's impressive uh, it was during a time I be, he was their goaltender in like the what the 20s 
Yeah, from 26 <laughs> to all the way to 1933, and then of course went to the Canadian or went to the Maple Leafs and finished out his career there. But yeah, his um, worst goals against average as a Montreal Canadian was 2.42. Yeah, his best goals against was the season before at 0. 0.92. 0.92. With, 20, with 22 <laughs> shutouts, won every other game that se- season. Justin, and it, Justin, think about this. He went. 22 and 7 that year. <laughs> he won every single game by shutting out the other team. <laughs> insane. That Just is insane. crazy. That is insane. Uh, wow. Uh, uh, Montreal did win the, the Stanley Cup that year, too. Or, no, they didn't, oh, actually. Course. No, they didn't. How did they not? They did. No, they they did they won the Stanley Cup twice with uh, with Hainsworth. I the other guy that I thought about including on this list um, because he is listed on the NHL's top 100 was George Vesna, uh, who mm-hmm. he you know obviously the Vesna Trophy is named after him. Uh, his stats not quite where you'd like them to be to be in the top 10 in my opinion. Great that he has a a trophy named after him, but I mean in reality. Patrick Waugh could have a trophy named after him. It's just he isn't old as dirt. Well, that's <laughs> that's mean because I'm sure all those wow. people are dirt now, but oh, going down a bad road. Savage. Okay. Uh, all right. So there's you're just missed. I also had Ken Dryden, another uh, another goaltender. Um, okay. I just missed. Uh, obviously, very talented. Maybe the most talented goalie to ever play for the Canadians, but... Just kind of, he didn't last long enough. He didn't play in the NHL long enough for me to be on that list. Uh, and then I have Gila Point. Same same idea as Andre Markov. Just uh, you know, second highest defensive scorer. Kind of deserves his name tossed out there. Uh, okay, now we're into our top ten. Let's let's go number ten. Who do you have? All right, number ten for me is Ken Dryden. Okay, all right. Yeah, the goalie I mean, makes let's it. Throw him in there. Six Stanley Cups, five Vesnas, the Calder, the Smite. I mean, just miraculous numbers. Uh, I mean, granted, he did have just a stacked team around him, but you look at all of his numbers when he played for the Canadians. And while it was a short career, he retired at the age of 31, 32, maybe. Uh, it's just his numbers were just insanely good during his tenure. Yeah, he certainly certainly deserves to have his name considered uh, that's yeah uh, definitely on the list of top goalies for the Montreal Canadiens for sure uh, I actually have I have another another goaltender as my number 10 uh, I have Carey Price as number 10 oh wow okay yeah he uh, he did not make my list unfortunately all-time winner in uh, all-time leader in wins games played and uh, he's He's right up there in, in shutouts. He's got 48 shutouts. He is a – I know that he – there's a lot of discussion about him currently, you know, whether or not he can continue what he's doing and how how good he actually is. Uh, but he was spectacular for a while. I still think he has some left in the tank. I mean, he's he's going to win at least 400 games with the Canadians, if not more. So I, I think that Carey Price is – Definitely deserves to be on this list and will be on your list when all is said and done. Well, like yeah, once the I, guy retires. Yeah, I, I would think by the time he retires, and I, you know what, he's one of those goaltenders that's unfortunate because, uh, you know, because of his contract, he's probably going to be a Canadian for life unless, 
you know, he gets one of those buyout clauses that maybe, you know, the CBA introduces in the next few years or something. Uh, but even then, I still don't think they'll buy him out. But, um, yeah, unless the Canadians can do something here, maybe the next five years to turn it around, I, I just don't see him getting a Stanley Cup, unfortunately. Yep, yep. And, uh, oh, man, one thing that I haven't really considered is will the cap go down next year? Oh, baby. <sighs> Yeah, We're, that's ooh, it's going to be that's, interesting. That's scary to think about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so Carey Price, my number ten. Uh, certainly, I agree. Ken Dryden has the, he does have the trophies to back it up. I just, I think Carey Price nowadays playing thirty-one, thirty teams. You know, when he was in his prime. Uh, whereas Ken Dryden's playing against six teams in the league that were horrible, and then really just had to beat the Bruins every year. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, you're number nine. All right, number nine for me is Henry Richard, uh, recently deceased. Rest in peace, um, little brother to uh, to Maurice Richard. But uh, while he wasn't the goal scorer that his his big brother was, he he in my opinion was better at every other aspect of the game. Uh, obviously played center, um, you know, the all-time winningest in terms of Stanley Cup championships. That, all time, uh, like all-time, all-time, not just for the Canadians, yeah. all-time. 11 yes. Stanley Cups this guy won. Insane. And for a guy back in that day, too, you think the way people were throwing elbows, slashing right at five foot seven, just insane that he was able to be so successful over a thousand points and about 1250 games played so uh quite the career and also a guy you could probably add to your collection because he has two stanley cup winning goals he does have two stanley cup winning goals and i don't have him i actually have boom boom jeffrey on was like oh no no no! i'm sorry i i do have on ray richard oh okay nice i'm literally looking at he's looking at me right now (laughs) it faces my computer right there yep beautiful um number 16 that's him. Uh, yeah, other thing, uh, Henri Richard, very interesting, though, is that he he never won any kind of real trophy. Like, he won the Masterton in 73-74, which was uh, kind of to say, hey, thanks thanks for playing. Like, he won that trophy when he was 37 years old. Well, there uh, you go. But Boom Boom Jeffreyon actually won a Hart Trophy. He won league MVP, and he missed our list. Like, That's there true. are not... I don't think so far. I don't think there's been any teams that have had an MVP not be in the list. I don't. I'd have to go back and look, but I, I think that at least between the two of us, uh, there has been no one who is the MVP. And the Canadians, for my money, I believe that there are two that won't be on our list that did win the MVP. Do you know who the other one is? Oh, that's that's a good question. Is a goal. Why don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Jose Theodore. Jose yeah. Theodore. Yeah. Theodore, right. I believe. Um, Theodore. Uh, Andre Richard was actually my number nine as well. So that's uh, okay. that's an easy one. Uh, I'll I'll toss out my number eight. Uh, I have another goaltender at my number eight, and that goalie is none other than Patrick Roy. Okay, he is my number seven on my list. There we go. Yep. Uh, you know. He played at a time for the Canadians when goal scoring was mostly through the roof. Maybe not the absolute highest scoring years. Uh, he skipped out on the he. He only played one game in eighty four, eighty five. I think it was like eighty two, eighty three, or eighty one, eighty two. That was the highest scoring year ever, where there was over eight goals per game. Uh, but still, right. all throughout the eighties and early nineties, goal scoring was uh, through the roof. 
And, you know, he's still like 89-90, he manages a 9-12 save percentage. Uh, numbers that other people did just did not have. Uh, he, of course, won two Stanley Cups. I think the these two Stanley Cups are far more significant because he won them these Stanley Cups. It, you know, in my yeah. in my opinion, he like without Patrick Waugh, the Montreal Canadiens, they definitely don't win the '86 Cup because they they were they weren't really even supposed to be there. And oh no, absolutely. And Patrick Waugh takes them all the way. Uh, and then, of course, in '93, you know they they beat teams every time that we're supposed to beat them. Like the Quebec Nordiques, when they beat them in the first round. They just kept beating him in overtime. I think that series went to seven games and or a six games, but I think the Nordiques were favored. I mean, that's a Nordiques team that had uh, Peter Forsberg. No, yes, Peter Forsberg. They had Matt Sundin, Joe Sackick. That team was nasty. That 92-93 team. Yeah, that team yeah. Was, uh, was unbelievable, and Patrick Waugh manages to shut him out. And they roll all the way to the final. They beat Gretzky, and uh, and they win the cup. So, for my money, that's those are probably the two years where the Canadians shouldn't have won the cup, and they won the cup because of Patrick Waugh. Yeah, I would agree. I, you know, you look at his his cups. He won in Colorado, and he wasn't the reason they won, but he was a reason why they won. Right? He was part of that that core group that they needed to get over the hump. But yeah, like you well, said, he did win the Conn Smythe in two thousand one. Yeah, that's true. He did uh, three cons I mean, nights for this son of Jeez. Yeah, the most ever. <laughs> uh, I will say though, on the flip side, one of the the happiest moments of my life, and uh, watch it on replay a lot, was seeing him get shelled eleven. Well, technically ten to one um, against the, my Detroit Red Wings, and then he gets pulled. And uh, favorite moment was you know when he finally makes a save, and the, the crowd starts. His home crowd starts cheering. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, that was the end of it at, at that point. But, uh, yeah, that's why he comes in at number seven for me. Let, uh, let me just let me just throw this one other thing out there. Starting from 85-86, his rookie season, he was ninth in the Vesna, 10th, 8th, 1st, 1st, 2nd, 1st, 6th, 3rd. And then the only year he wasn't top 10 in Vesna tro- trophy voting was 94-95. Uh, that was the shortened year. With the with the lockout, anyway, so it's kind of a weird year. Do you know who won the Vesna that year? Uh, no, not off the top. Jim freaking Carey. Oh yes, that's right. The freaking mask won <laughs> won the uh, the, the the freaking Vezna. mask. So um, beautiful. Okay, so okay, so he's my he's my number eight. Who's your number eight? My number eight is Howie Morenz. All right. I have yeah. Howie Morenz significantly higher, and I'll tell okay. you why when I get to him. But I'll, I'll let Please. you explain why he's at your number seven. Yeah. Um, so again, I, I think you know when you look at uh, his career, he did play you know very very early on when there weren't a lot of teams. Right. You you talked about it. Um, you know a little bit with well we talked about it with George Hainsworth back in the twenties and early thirties. But I will say, you know, for a guy who won three Hart trophies, it's it's kind of hard to put him this low. I, I, I really wrestled with that a bit um, because he was, in my opinion, like the first superstar in hockey. And he, he was that for the Montreal Canadiens. And obviously, you know, we talked about it. He 
he led the league in scoring twice, three MVPs, and he led his Canadians in scoring seven times. So, I mean, he, he was one of the, the better players in the league at that time, if not maybe one of the best top three, I would say. So, um, again, a little hard to put him, you know, this low on the list, but I just honestly, the era he played in just kind of knocked him down a, a peg or two, in my opinion. You know, for some of the time that he played in the NHL, there actually was 10 teams. That's true. I will give you that. But for yeah. his rookie season, there was only four teams in the NHL. <laughs> uh, one, well, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to Howie Morenz a little bit more, and I'll tell you why I have him a little bit higher. Uh, okay. So your number seven is Patrick Waugh. I have Larry Robinson as my number seven. Uh, not necessarily a defenseman who was putting up huge points, but uh, Larry Robinson was an absolute force, probably the the best, I guess you'd say, stay-at-home defenseman of all time. He won two Norris trophies, and uh, he also won the Conn Smythe in 77-78 and won the Stanley Cup six times. Yeah, and you talk about a stay-at-home guy, right? We don't talk about uh, plus-minus that much, but when you, in 1977, he finishes with a plus 120 I mean, yeah, dude, he's a he's a plus uh, seven hundred and twenty two over his career. Yeah, I mean, and and for it, like, I mean, we're talking. This is this is a guy who, uh, I mean, every year he's he was he was just probably one of the best all around defensemen ever to play. Yeah, because, and I would say if it weren't for that pesky guy in the in the Bruins B, he probably would have a few more Norris trophies on his shelf. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, and, and even into into the eighties, I mean, he was still putting up in eighty five, eighty six. At thirty four years old, he put up eighty two points. So uh, maybe erasing my my thought of a stay at home defenseman, but he was just a guy who could could bruise you. Like he was your ideal seventies defenseman. Yeah, I mean. He was a big fella, and they didn't call him Big Bird for nothing. So That's right. Uh, okay, so he's my number seven. Uh, who's your number six? Number six for me is Jacques Plante. Oh, all right. Um, We're on the same page on him. All right, yeah. Many considering him the greatest goalie in Montreal Canadiens history, and I would agree with that, obviously, because I have no other goalies higher on this list. Um, he is the leader in games played, I believe, if uh, – uh, well, Carey no, Price not is. anymore. Carey Price is. That's right. Yeah, he Carey Price has basically broken all of his records. The difference is <laughs> is that, uh, well, Carey Price is 348, 250, and 48. Jacques Plante is 314, 133, and 58. Yeah, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Oh, I'm sorry. The uh, 58 and 48 are shut out, so let's ignore, ignore my stupidity there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, what can you say about a guy that captured uh, six Veznas, I believe it was, during his tenure with the Canadians, and then one with St. Louis at the ripe old age of 40 years old? Uh, <laughs> but I mean, this guy, again, just there, there's not much that already has been said. The guy's probably the greatest goaltender in, in Canadian's history, and I think if, you know, maybe Carey Price could muscle up a few. Stanley Cups, he could easily cement himself in that conversation, but unfortunately, not not going to happen for him. So, hey, what can you do? Uh, well, I mean, it also there's just so many more games being played now too. Uh, true, true. Okay, uh, yeah, my number six, Jacques Plant, into the top five. Who do you have at number five? Yeah, number five for me is Larry Robinson. Okay, all right, you got him a little I, higher. 
Yeah, a little bit higher. I just again, I just loved his all-around game. The way he was able to still be so so defensive-minded while still putting up great numbers offensively. I mean, we talked about it. He had, uh, you know, let me count it here to start his career off. I mean, he ran through, you know, his first full season. He ran off with 26 points, okay, but then after that it was 61, 40, 85, 65, 61, 75. So he just he exploded. Right, he gets to play just, with uh, Guy Lafleur sending him the puck. That's uh, yeah. In in an era where uh, where goalies began to fade, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But and, again, and people we, ran we to the about, uh, WHA. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you forget about Bobby Hall and, and Gordy there. But yeah, again, um, you know, his all around game to me was just so crucial to this team, and um, you know, got him a, a few Stanley Cups because of it. Absolutely, and uh, played over 1,200 games for the Montreal Canadiens. That is uh, second to only Henri Richard. All right. Uh, my number five is another defenseman. Uh, that is Doug Harvey. Doug Harvey, okay. defenseman uh, during the, the 50s and 60s when uh, Maurice Richard, he, you know, guys, guys are talking about him. Uh, playing on those 50s teams, all saying he was the best defenseman that they ever played with. Uh, I think that Doug Harvey's maybe one of the most underrated defensemen of all time. Uh, just I don't think that like regular people know who he is. Of course, everyone knows who Bobby Orr is. and But he was considered the offensive defenseman of his day. Uh, and it doesn't... You don't have to look any further than this. Starting the 51-52 season until 57-58, that's seven years in a row, he was uh, on the first all-star line. Like, first all-star team there. And he won the Norris uh, seven times. And wow. was uh, yeah. in the top, was it was second for the Norris uh, one other year. So, I mean, the guy was just unbelievable, has tons of tons of accolades, and played in an era where goal scoring was actually the lowest it's ever been. Uh, maybe other than two, like the late '90s, early 2000s, could give it a give it a run for its money. But uh, those in the '50s, guys just didn't put up huge points. Uh, so I and I think that that was just a matter of technology in the game. The sticks weren't very good, but also just the way that that people played. They uh, it wasn't a showboaty kind of game. So guys weren't scoring a ton of goals, but he he put up a lot of points compared to other defensemen that played at the same time. So. Yeah, I would would not disagree with that choice. That's why for me he comes in at number four. Beauty. Uh, yeah, and you talked about it. He was an offensive defenseman before there was really that term, and you know Bobby Orr kind of popularized that. Um, you think about this, right? He played on a power play, and especially when you, you say goal scoring is a little bit lower, but. He quarterbacks a power play that features Jean Beliveau, the Rocket Richard, and Boom Boom Jeffrey on. Bye. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> so, not too shabby. Not too shabby. I think there was a chance that uh, there would be like four or five Hart Trophy winners on the ice at the same time for the Montreal Canadiens at one point. Yeah, insane. That's pretty crazy to think about. Uh, okay, we're uh, my number four. And this is just, I think, I think we're going to have some pretty similar players other than one here. Uh, my number four is Guy Lafleur. Okay, my number three. Yeah, the the flower drops in there, and, and I, you know, he is the all time lead leading point getter and has the most assists, second most goals only to uh, Maurice Rocket Richard. Uh, and I, 
on every list that I went out and looked, you know, I like to do a little bit, bit of research on, on other people's lists and kind of see where they, they drop him and, uh, and other players. And he was always lower than, uh, than the few other guys that I, I have him ahead. Um, other than one, like definitely lower than Maurice Richard and Jean Beliveau. And so I, you know, I thought, okay, he's definitely, he scored the, he has the most points, why is he so much lower? I think it's based on the era that he played in. He also played with Beliveau a little bit. Um, kind of, they kind of overlap a little bit. Uh, but Lafleur, I just, I don't think that he was that he was as vocal as the other two guys, and so I think that's why he really appears lower on people's lists because, for all intents and purposes, he was as good, if not a better, player, anyways. Uh, I put him at number four. I think the team around him was also unbelievably stacked uh, in the 70s there when they won five in a row. Uh, so I, I definitely think that helped him. Yeah, not not disagreeing with that at all. That's why he's at number three. Like you said, below the two guys that always just seem to pop up ahead of him on list. All right. Okay, so that's your... All right. Now we get to Howie Morenz, who is my number Howie three. Marins. Howie Morenz is my number three, and I'm... I am basing this on this fact that he was voted the best player to play in the first half of the century. So out of anybody to play from, you know, like 1918, the first year of the league to 1950, uh, he is considered the best player to play in that time frame. And I think that that's, that's speaking volumes because there were some other very good players players that won a lot of a lot of trophies uh, he did win three heart trophies he won the cup three times uh, he put up big points especially considering the the era that he played in um, before Maurice rocket Richard was was putting up his his 50 goals uh, he did have 40 goals in just 44 games so it definitely uh, had the best scoring season before everyone got crazy about 50 goals. I don't know what it was about 50 goals for some reason. NHL hockey people love those like exact numbers, like 60 goals. We got to get to 60 is like 59. Really any worse than like 60? Not really, you know, not really, (laughs) but we, uh, we put that on there. Whereas in baseball, you know, it became like, Oh, 61. That was the big number because that was the record for home runs. But, uh, it seems like hockey for whatever reason, likes those round numbers. I don't know why. Uh, but, but he goes in there, I think being the best player to play in the first half of the century there, uh, gives him the nod for me, especially since, you know, we tend to ignore those guys that played when we really have no video of them at all. And a lot of it is just based on stats and what we can read. All right. Beautiful. All right. Let's go. Your number two. Yeah. Uh, this could be a toss up, but I have a Jean Beliveau at number two. Okay. I think, uh, most lists had Jean Beliveau at, uh, number two, and so then obviously you have Maurice Rocket Richard at number one. I actually have them flip flopped, uh, but I want to hear your reasoning for Beliveau then Richard. Yeah, the the biggest reason that obviously you look at Beliveau, he has you know more heart trophies. Um, you know he did serve as captain, uh, you know for 
five of the Stanley Cups at, of, the, of the 10 he won, right? So, and and is, is like widely regarded as the best captain of all time in Montreal Canadiens history. Absolutely. Uh, for me, it was just uh, the historical aspect. I think the presence that he's, you know, Rocket Richard has always kind of been looked at as the Babe Ruth of hockey, right? Babe Ruth obviously didn't hit singles. He was a home run guy, much like Rocket Richard was considered a goal scorer. And he was the first guy to put up 50 in a season. He was the first guy to score 500 goals. And, you know, until he was passed by Gordie Howe in 63, he was that guy that, you know, held that high standard like Babe Ruth, like that's the the pinnacle, like you have to get there to to be one of the best players of all time. And I think, you know, he, uh, you know, he kind of set that precedence, um, you know, for just being a goal scorer that I think, you know, we, we don't see too many of them this day in terms of guys that are just really pure goal scorers. And he was really the first to be regarded as you know, just a filthy goal scorer. I mean, he had a backhand as good as his forehand. And, um, you know, there's a reason we call him the rocket now. So he had a, just a fiery shot. So, uh, yeah. And I actually do think that there were, uh, so he has the one heart trophy, ironically, not the year he scored 50 goals. Uh, it was the year he scored he scored 45, which was his second best season. Uh, it took him 10 more games to do that. Uh, in the year he scored 50 goals, 39 of them were even strength goals. That's incredible. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> the year he scored 45 goals, 10 of them were, were game-winning goals. And then in 55-56, he scored 38 goals. 12 of those were game-winning goals. So the guy was clutch. Um, I'm wondering if some of the reason he didn't win the the heart was because he was an asshole. Like <laughs> people, people in the media. I think there were quite a few people that didn't like him. Uh, and he obviously, like, I mean, you know all about the basically the riot that he helped start <laughs> when. Remember when uh, he got suspended during the playoffs by That's the right. by yeah. the commissioner and uh, and a huge riot happened in Montreal and away we go there. Uh, not too many players that cause people to riot when they get suspended. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I have, you know, I have Jean Beliveau ahead of him. Uh, he does have more Stanley Cups. He won the heart a couple, uh, one extra time. He led the league in points. He also won a Conn Smythe trophy as well for top player in the playoffs. Uh, I think that, Maurice Rocket Richard is like I think a lot of people want to compare compare like an Ovechkin now. You know, we look at him and we compare him to Maurice Rocket Richard, which which I think is a fair comparison, especially uh, when you go you compare Sidney Crosby with their kind of their battle, and you Sidney Crosby has a lot more of the the overall trophies, whereas Ovechkin just wins all the Rocket Richard trophies. <laughs> Ironically, the Richard trophies he wins them all. Uh, I, I do think that Richard was more or less in a one he had a, he had a one element to him he could score goals which is a great element to have uh, but I think that and, and he was certainly fiery and aggressive and all that but uh, I I do think that Jean Beliveau is the best overall round like roundabout player that has ever played for the Montreal Canadiens I do think that he's the best hockey player to ever play for them. Uh, Maurice Rocachard, best goal scorer to ever play for the Montreal Canadiens. Not a bad thing to be. That's why I have Bellavo at number one. 
All right. Well, hey, I honestly can't argue with your decision. I mean, either one of these guys, in my opinion, would be worthy of a number one for all time. All right. Well, there's our top 10 Montreal Canadiens. Uh, let us know what you thought. Hit us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. Uh, we'll just continue bringing you these top 10s for as long as we need to. And uh, hopefully the NHL season will get started sometime. Uh, hopefully we get to see the completion of this season. Uh, it would be, it, I'd be quite disappointed if, uh, if the rest of the season got canceled. Um, I'm hoping, Justin, oh, before, we, before we sign off, actually this is what we'll do. Our, we'll open the next show uh, with our idea for how the NHL can, can start back up with a bang and move into the playoffs somehow. Uh, we'll, we'll have that on our next show. Until then, we'll, we'll talk to you guys very soon. Stay safe out there. Distance yourself from all those nasty motherfuckers. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon.